Hey, I'm Daddy, and this is Daddy as Fuck, a throw-it-all-at-me discussion about poly, kink, DDLG, and BDSM, with an emphasis on power exchange through the eyes of a soft DDLG dynamic. You'll hear stories, opinions, and perspectives as we journey through an alternative way of life, what has worked, what hasn't, and thoughts about how to manage choices on a path less taken. So thanks for joining us today, and let's get going down the bunny hole. Today on Daddy as Fuck, I'm going to talk about being a daddy to your little girl. What are the ingredients in that sweet, sweet little concoction that makes your DDLG so fulfilling? Well, I'm going to pick apart what it is being a daddy to my little girl, and we're going to look at the components that make our relationship sing. So if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions about any other episode or today's episode, just email me, daddy, at daddy underscore af at comcast.net. If you have a suggestion for a show or an idea or a question you want answered on the podcast, or if you would like to join me on the podcast and talk about your journey or maybe something in particular that's related to DDLG or kink or poly, hit me up and I'll hit you back. But only if it's consensual. So let's get on down the bunny hole. There's a lot of different components to being a daddy, just as there are being a little girl, or a submissive, or a dominant, etc., etc., but I'm going to focus on DDLG and what it is to be a daddy. What are the moving parts? The first one I'm going to talk about in this segment is communication. Communication, such as talking and sharing about what you want, how things are going, about your feelings, and your ideas for your relationship. Those are all very, very important in a DDLG relationship, in any relationship, really, in any experience in which you are interacting with another human being. And hell, (laughs) it doesn't hurt to communicate with yourself either. I talk to myself all the time. We get along great most of the time. (laughs) But seriously, in DDLG, the component of the relationship labeled communication is very important. It allows you to connect with your partner, their wants, needs, and desires, and understandings. What is their perspective on the relationship? What is their perspective on what is happening, the things that you're doing the ways that you're sharing and how you're connecting. What form of communication do you appreciate the most? Do you communicate through dynamic? Do you communicate with words? Words is a good way to go. (laughs) A lot of people use them, and they actually tend to kind of mean the same things when people share those words back and forth. Which brings me to another point in communication. Are you speaking the same language? Are you really digging into the context of what you're telling each other? Or are you taking it at face value? 
And I wouldn't be so quick to assume that what your partner is telling you means the same thing that you think it means unless you're 100% sure. And how are you sure if you're communicating well? Thoughts and actions will align. Yes, that's right. Thoughts and actions will align. So if your partner is communicating to you, hey, I really like it when you blah, blah, blah. It makes me feel really, really good and I can sink in whenever you do blah, blah, blah. Well, when you do blah, 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 you can actually watch your partner sink in and you can see that the words, what they're telling you they like, line up with their actions, that they're sinking in. And ideally, you're getting into a little bit of a feedback loop where this communication that you're having you can see that it, it's, it's working because, thought, because the words and the actions are lining up. And you're also feeling the response, right? And then your response to that actually bounces off of them and creates a response for them. And then that creates a feedback loop. And we talked a little bit about that in, in a couple of um, recent episodes, the last two episodes in this season. We touched on feedback loops. But communication is very important, and one way to know that it's working is to see if your thoughts and the words that you're using and the conversations that you're having are leading to actions that are in integrity with the conversations that you're having. If not, it's not the end of the world. No, 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 no. It's an opportunity for you to get those thoughts and feelings and communication in alignment with those actions. It's just an opportunity to say, hey, you said X and then I noticed that you did Y. Well, oh, you know, I meant Y. Oh, okay. Can we talk a little bit more about that? And because I, I heard it as X. No, no, no. Y because Z. Oh my God, I didn't even think about Z. So communication is very important between a daddy in his little because the whole relationship can be defined in words which leads to actions and sometimes relationships i find a lot of my relationship with baby girl is defined by our actions but then we add the symphony of words to those actions so that we can label them and say oh wasn't that beautiful it, re it represented this to me and in comes all of the communications about thoughts and feelings and emotions and past experiences and present understanding and ideas for the future it's beautiful right you're creating a wonderful path for your relationship to walk down when you communicate with your little girl and you communicate with your daddy about what it is that you want do you know what your daddy wants? Do you know what your little girl wants? Well, if that puts a little tingle of um, doubt in your mind, it's time for some communication. How about how things are going? If I were to ask you, hey, if I go to your little girl and I ask her, how are things going with your daddy? What do you think she's going to say? If you have any doubt in your mind, it's time for some communication. And the same, same for you littles. If I asked you, hey, what do you think about, um, if I had to ask you, how does your daddy think things are going in your relationship? If you have any doubts, it's time for some communication. What about your feelings? What about ideas? Okay. 
Do you have any doubt about your daddy's feelings, about the relationship, or about the situations you experience together? Do you know how your daddy feels? Do you know how your little girl feels about what's going on in your dynamic? And what about ideas? Do you know the ideas that your little girl might have about experiences that she's she or he or whatever, insert appropriate gender, <laughs> gender role here? Uh, I'm using she because it's relevant to my perspective. But do you have any idea on what her ideas are and the things that she would like to explore in your dynamic, the things that she enjoys doing with you? And what about your daddy? Do you understand the ideas? Do you know, are you comfortable with the ideas that your daddy has about what is, a, what is right for your relationship or say right, but what works for you in your relationship? Do you know the, do you, are you confident in knowing how your daddy likes to express his daddiness and that it connects with your little girlness? If any of this is resonating a little bit sideways or creating some tangles or doubts or questions, it's time for some communication. Communication is very important. It aligns words with thoughts, feelings, and emotions and actions. And when all those things come together, then you can walk in lockstep down the path that is your version of the bunny hole. Communication. Very important. Who would have thought? Okay, so if we are communicating, then it's important to have honesty in our communication. Honesty, what's that mean? Well, seems simple, right? Tell the truth. Yeah. Well, I don't know about you, but when I look in the mirror in the morning, I see a human being. And sometimes it's a stretch just to tell myself the truth. There's a lot of lies we tell ourselves every day. There's a lot of stories we carry around about the experiences that we've had that slant our view of the world. There's a difference between knowing that you're being honest with yourself and accepting the way you feel based on the experiences that you've had in life. You know, sometimes the truth we know is the truth that we've experienced. When the truth is something happened either to us or around us or in our lives and we made it mean a bunch of shit. And we told ourselves that this happened, therefore all these other things must be true. And that's our truth. You know, you've heard that phrase before. This is my truth. And that's relevant, right? We all have a truth. We all have an experience, how we experience ourselves in the world. But are we really being honest with ourselves? Because, yep, I have my stories that have shaped me and made me the person that I am. And that's my truth in the world. And in an ideal world, my partner and I, our truths will align, you know. The, their truth in the world will align with my truth in the world. We'll see eye to eye and off we go. But oftentimes along the way, we might discover that, hey, our truth has shifted. And that's where communication comes in. Refer back to the last segment. <laughs> communication is very important, but so is honesty. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to look our truth straight in the eye and say, okay, this is, this is what happened to me, and this is my story about it, and this is my truth, and then this is 
This is what happened. And this is what I made it mean. And here's all the emotions and insecurities and fears that I have around what happened, like the truth, the facts of what happened to me in my life. And then there's my truth, right? Which is this big ball of stories that make up how I feel about it and that define me as a person. We have to be honest with ourselves before we can be honest with anyone else in our lives. And I'm not talking about the kind of honesty that's like, oh, hey, so um, I made out with Kim last night. You know, that's 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 honest. That's saying what happened. But I'm talking about the kind of honesty that comes with like deep vulnerability, sharing yourself, sharing what life is all about to you, sharing why you know, letting somebody in. If you're in a DDLG relationship and you're a daddy, you're, 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 you're expecting your little girl to shed her grown-up adult skin and reveal to you a very vulnerable part of her identity. Which isn't to say that you're revealing a vulnerable side of your identity by being a daddy. But come on, let's face it, as a dom, it's easy to hide behind the orders and the punishments and the rituals. Come on. If you're really going to meet your little girl and your submissive eye to eye, you need to shed your skin. And you need to let all of your insecurities and and fears fall to the floor just as you expect your partner to do, your little girl to do. Because if you stop for one moment and think about your little girl is an adult, you know, she was raised by some semblance of family. She has some some experience of family, um, or at least we can agree she was raised. <laughs> um, and again, she, he, I'm just, no, pronouns don't matter. I'm talking from my experience. Um, you know, she had a life before she met you, you know, she's a full fledged human being, you know, grown up in the world that's made choices to get her where she is today that she decided to consensually be your little girl. So all of that comes with like a roadmap, you know, of experiences that made her who she is. And she, she has to like let the the grocery lists and the childcare and the boss piss, pissing all over her presentation. She has to let all of the Zoom malfunctions and lost car keys and dog pee on the rug. She has to let all that shit go and melt into your arms and show you her soft underbelly so that you can stroke it and make her feel safe. That is worth some fucking respect. That is worth honesty. And I'm not saying you as a daddy don't have to do the same thing, but it is, I will acknowledge that it is very easy to hide behind the persona of dominance and expect your submissive to spill it all at your feet. Well, let me tell you, if you're Doing the daddy thing deep, you're doing the same thing as your little girl. You're letting it all go. You're letting your responsibilities outside of your relationship go. You're letting the pissing match you had with your boss go. You're letting the problems that you're having with your family take a back seat. 
you're letting all of the things that are on your mind, your to-do list, you know, your responsibilities, the things that people are counting on you to do, you're letting all of that take a back seat to so that you can focus on your little girl and connect. And you're showing her your most vulnerable side. You're letting all of those thoughts and feelings go. And you're sharing with her your fears and, un- and, and vulnerabilities so she can stroke your soft underbelly. And the, both of your soft underbellies can come together and um, make some magic, if you know what I'm saying. But honesty is the only way that this can happen with a shared experience of truth. And part and parcel to that is communication, right? Because how do you share your honest selves by communicating, like talking about your fears and insecurities and all the things that you're letting go? I mean, it's great to come together and just like, I'm your daddy and you're my little girl and we're going to do DDLG things until you have to go home. And we're just going to sink into our dynamic and that's wonderful. But did you create the dynamic? I mean, are you just experiencing it? I mean, are you talking about it? Do you know? Back to communication. Do you know how, how things are going? Do you know each other's feelings? Do you know each other's ideas? And when you're communicating those, you need to do so with such honesty that's pure and true to honor your DDLG connection. Every dark shadow that you bring into your relationship, every little demon of insecurity, well, this presentation's nagging me. I'm pissed because I put this whole fucking thing together. And, you know, my boss won't let me send it until he looks at it, but our bosses are fucking coming down on me because they're asking me for it and I'm the one that's going to look bad that it's late because that's on me in my department and I'm the lead, but I can't give it to them until my boss looks at it. But if I push him to look at it, he's going to give me shit and he's going to take even longer to look at it and then I won't be able to send it at all and I'm stuck in that little fucking wedge. I got to let that go. I can't just let that go, though. I need to communicate that. I need to say, hey, sweetheart, I'm, I'm really struggling with this right now. And I'm just going to like share with you how I'm thinking, how I'm feeling, how I'm angry, how I'm frustrated, how I'm upset. And, and she's going to say some lovely things. And I'm just going to take a deep breath and say, oh, thank God I don't have to think about that right now. But if I don't let it go and I take that into my dynamic, I'm going to be like, Pressing, putting, putting a, putting a pin in it, you know, but that pin is going to like pin it to the wall and it's still going to be there. I'd, I'd rather take the pin out and show it to her and have her say, oh, sweetheart, you know, I'm so sorry you're going through that. Let me support you with that. And, you know, we can let it go together and say, hey, you know what? Fuck that. I'm just going to let that go. Like, and just actually, instead of choosing to put a pin in it, I can choose to like let it go. You know, that's a dark shadow. It's creating a space between us. And the same thing with anything that's not being communicated. And there's the difference between being honest and not communicating. Okay. So being honest is, hey, I made out with Kim last night. And full disclosure, I just want to let you know, you know, that's being honest. Something happened and I told you about it. But if I come into our dynamic and I have some 
something that's really like on my mind. And I'm just like, I don't want to think about this anymore. I'm just going to put it aside and go into this dynamic with my baby girl. But I don't tell her about it. I'm not being dishonest. But am I being honest with myself? Am I really being honest with myself? What would that look like? Well, it would look like I'm carrying this bullshit into our dynamic and it's going to come between me in a full experience of my time with my baby girl. It's going to come between us because I'm carrying it into our relationship. I may not be talking about it. I'm not being dishonest, but I'm lying to myself by thinking that I can have a full and complete experience and also be holding on to this little dark shadow of frustration or anxiety. And do you have to clear out all frustrations and anxieties and fears and insecurities before you connect with your daddy or little girl? No. No, I mean, come on, we're human. We can't be expected to be perfectly squeaky clean just to have our DDLG connection. I mean, there's been plenty of times when baby girl and I have got together and there's this little something that's in the background that I didn't quite understand about myself yet. I didn't quite understand what was going on in my head or she might have been processing something and, you know, processing something and not really to the point where she can like articulate it or even know what it means to her to share with me. And in those instances, it's okay to say, hey, I'm processing something and I'm going to do my best to let it go. And maybe spending my time with you will loosen some things up and I can talk about it. But at the very least, it's, you know, I I just want to spend some time with you and like leave that aside and I'll come back to it later. I'm just letting you know that I'm, I got this thing that's on my mind and there's nothing we can do about it right now. And I'm happy to share it with you. But I think at the end of the day, I need to understand it for myself better. And I, I can't do it right now. Right now, what's important is me focusing on my time with you. So I'm just going to put a pin in this and we're both going to know that this pin is in this thing and it's like it's like right there on the wall and I'm, I'm bringing it with me and I'm pinning it right to the wall next to the couch. So there it is. There's the thing. I, I don't want to do anything with it right now, but I'm letting you know it's there. That's honest. That's honest. Hey, I got this shadow. It's following me around. I can't quite figure it out right now and I don't want to spend our time doing it, but I do want to spend our time like connecting as best we can. And That's honest. Every dark shadow is a space between you and your little girl. And when you drag them into your relationship and you're not honest about them existing, you're not being honest to yourself. And if you're not being honest with yourself, you can't be honest with your partner. And if you can't be honest with your partner, then your dynamic is going to have that. Your dynamic is going to be impacted by that lack of communication and sharing. Because... There's a thing called the unsaid, you know, it's the things that are nagging at you that you're not talking about. It's the fears and insecurities, those thoughts that you might have that you don't want to share. You're like, oh, I feel X. I don't need to talk about that right now because nothing's happening about it. You know, it's just this fear that I have. There's no need to talk about it. Yeah, there's no need to talk about it. Oh, wait, is that the thing that I'm afraid of? Is it happening right now? Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't. Yeah, no, it's okay. Nothing going on here. Nothing to see, (laughs) you know, or you might have a fear like I'm afraid that, you know, maybe I'm too much for her. I'm afraid that maybe I'm over communicating. I'm I'm afraid that maybe I'm just like 
throwing it all at her and she's just like being too polite and not telling me that she doesn't like it. You know, that that's an unsaid. You just you you adjust your behavior because you think something about the situation and you make an assumption based on feedback you might be interpreting, not getting. I'm talking about interpreting because you're not having the conversation in this this example, right? It's like you feel like I feel like I might I might be too intense or maybe maybe that was too intense for her. Like I that she, too many too many lashes with the cane or that that punishment. She didn't like the way I punished her or, you know, I, I, I didn't I didn't bring her to orgasm the last time we had sex, um, you know, or for some reason, I feel like she wasn't as like sinking into our dynamic as much as she usually does. Well, I'm just going to see how it goes next time. Wrong fucking answer. You know, the longer that shit sits in the unsaid. Did I say that right? The longer that shit sits. (laughs) Say that five times fast. The longer that shit sits in your unsaid, the more a chance that it's going to fester. And you're going to wonder about it. It's going to be there in the back of your head. You're putting a pin in it and you're putting it on the wall, but you're not telling your partner, hey, by the way, the wall isn't colored yellow. It's plastered with all my shit. You've got to communicate what is in the unsaid in a way that is comfortable for your level of connection and vulnerability. And the more comfortable you are being connected and vulnerable, the better. Because the more you can clear this unsaid shit out and be honest. Being honest with yourself is key. Because you realize that, hey, I've got shit going on inside my head. And I'm not talking about it. Maybe I should talk about it. Yes, maybe you should. Because being honest starts with being honest with yourself. Then you need to be honest with your partner and say, hey, you know, are you all right? You know, the last time I didn't um, bring you to orgasm and I really wanted to. So I'm kind of feeling like a little weird. And how do you feel about that? And she might come right back at you and say, I fucking loved that you used me. I fucking loved that you filled me. I fucking loved that you just took what you wanted and left me wanting. That was fucking hot, and I can't wait to fuck you again. I can't wait to connect with you again. I can't wait to feel you use me again. Whoa, that's a nice response. So here I am sitting and wondering, you know, hypothetically speaking, geez, you know, I hope she's satisfied. Meanwhile, I'm fucking lighting her up like a pinball machine. Tilt. Tilt, tilt, yeah, baby. That's what you're missing if you're not exploring the unsaid together. And it it might not all come down the road like that. You might explore some unsaid and say, hey, you know, I kind of have the feeling like maybe I'm putting too much pressure on you to like fall into your baby girl self. And you might get the feedback of, You know, now that you mention it, yeah, I kind of need a little more time to sink in. It's kind of been a little intense and I hadn't wanted to say anything. Ding, 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 ding. Hadn't wanted to say anything. You've got to make room for the unsaid to live out in the open. Because every dark shadow that doesn't have a light shined on it is a space between you and your little girl or you and your daddy. 
And every unsaid is room that erodes potential intimacy in your relationship. So how do we get there? Hmm, I wonder if Daddy has any thoughts on that. Let's talk a little bit about this thing I call trust and respect. So, communication is important. You got to be honest with yourself before you can be honest with your partner. But you know what's a really important ingredient to communicating with honesty is trust and respect. Both are very important. And I'm going to acknowledge that they also come in time. So if you're new your DDLG situation, you're new to your relationship, you're feeling your way through, you gotta just be a little patient, and we'll talk about patience, but it's a good ingredient, because trust and respect come in time. So there's going to be a certain measure of shared experiences that you're going to have with your daddy and with your little girl. There's going to be a, um, a certain measure of shared experiences that you need to have before you as an individual feel like you can trust your partner. And that's different for all of us, right? Sometimes some of us may never fully trust our partner, and I'm sorry um, for the life experiences that have led to that. Um, and is it is it good or bad? No, it just means that that's, that's your experience. Um, but being able to fully trust and um, respect your partner is just like immensely open channel for for the feedback loop to flow through for you to have good honest communication and I realize for some people that life has been a really hard journey right and that's I know suffering is relative and suffering fills the entire being regardless of the source or form of suffering every human being suffers equally regardless of the source or form that that suffering takes um and if you have if if you want a certain take on that I've mentioned this before Victor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning is a wonderful book um about what the human condition of suffering is um or a perspective on it anyway and and I very much agreed with him so that's the tack that I'm taking he was um a holocaust survivor so I think he has a little perspective on suffering in the human condition. Um, anyway, though, he's just one man. Um, and that was just his experience. But suffering fills the entire being. So if you've had some experiences in your, in, in your life that make it hard to trust, it may take some time for you. But that's okay, because you can reconcile what trust is for you with your partner. And you can define what trust is in your relationship. And you can have agreements on that based on communication and honesty, right? You can say, hey, I had a shit life up to this point. I'm twice divorced. I've been in a relationship straight for 27 years, and I feel like I don't, my, don't know my ass from my elbow when it comes to relationships and what I want, and I think I know what I want, but I end up like for somehow and, and end up having it like drive right into a wall at 90 miles an hour when, with my head down or up my ass, either or, usually both. <laughs> That's pretty honest. And I trust and respect my partner enough to, to 
give me feedback on that and give me reassurances and share with me their perspective on our relationship and what we want for our lives together, what path we're going to walk together. And it's important to be able to trust our partners and respect them enough to honor that trust with communication and honesty. But it does take time. Um, How long? That's up to you. I guess I've spent three minutes and 58 seconds saying how long that trust takes before you give it is up to you and your life experiences. And it's your journey. No one has a right to shame you into trusting them. No one right. No one has has a right to shame or guilt you into respecting them. I don't care. The Dom sub rule. I don't give a fuck. No one has a right to shame you into respecting them or trusting them. If you don't trust or respect someone, that is not something that's given through submission by the act of submission itself. You should trust and respect your partner intrinsically as a matter of human like interaction. It's not something that can be handed over as a part of a scene or as a component of the relationship that's prerequisite. You, you need, you, you need to make the determination, do I trust and respect this person? And then things unfold from there. So do not let anybody demand trust or respect from you. That's fucking earned, period. And that takes time. Um, so how do you earn trust? How do you earn respect? Well, it's pretty fucking simple, really. You say what you want, and then you do what you say. Your actions and your words align. This is a matter of integrity. You know, I say what I say, and then I do what I say. And sometimes we say what we say to make our partner happy, and then we do something completely different, and then we piss them off. And... um we have to acknowledge that I we were out of integrity and then we apologize. And my ex-wife, used she was pretty harsh. She used to say, you know, don't tell me you're sorry because sorry just means I never should have done it in the first place. And I'm like, well, geez, well, does that go both ways? <laughs> it's pretty harsh, but it's a slap in the face. It really was. But at the same time, she wasn't wrong. You know, having integrity is not fucking easy. It is not easy to have integrity. If we were all born with like rock solid integrity, life would be a lot better, right? We'd say, hey, I'm not, I'm going to wake up when my alarm goes off. I'm going to have integrity to this choice. Snooze, snooze, snooze. Oh shit, I'm six minutes late for work again. Damn it, I got to be on time tomorrow. Always tomorrow. It's like you go into a bar and you see a sign if that's your thing and you see a sign that says free beer tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get to that tomorrow. Integrity lacking. <laughs> it's very important for our words and our actions to align, to create trust and respect in our relationships. The better you are together at this, the more respect will build. And It's something that does take a lot of work. It takes a lot of work on yourself. You have to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with your partner. And then you have to actually use your words and communicate that, you know. And when your words and your actions align, you're going to build that trust. And that's going to lead to, you know, your partner respecting you and you respecting your partner because you know you can count on each other, you know. 
you know that you can trust your partner to be there for you when you reveal your vulnerabilities. And in a DG, DDLG relationship, it's all about allowing the walls to come down. So having respect for your partner and trusting your partner is a huge component of a DDLG relationship. I'd go so far as to say that I can't imagine anything other than like doing DDLG things and like, hey, let's let's color, let's do the pillow for it, you know, um, let's play with some Play-Doh, let's read a let's read a bedtime story. You know, you can do DDLG things, but to do a DDLG relationship, you there really needs to be a massive amount of trust and respect there. I mean when you think about some of the aspects of DDLG relationships, some of the activities that you can engage in, there is a huge amount of vulnerability. Think about this, right? All of the fears and insecurities and stories that we have in our head, the defense mechanisms that we have that were formed in our childhood were formed in our childhood. And DDLG is all about reconnecting back to that mindset of childhood, that regression into a certain area, time, space in our memories, in our experience, in our life experience, and allowing ourselves to regress back as littles and fall into that place of vulnerability and hand that over to the loving, gentle, caring hands of our daddies, our caretakers, our daddies, our mommies, or or, or whatever the alpha is in the relationship for you. But it very much requires us to be fully vulnerable and go back to that space in our heads and just be putty in the hands of our protecting, loving, caring, nurturing, supportive alpha figure. And in order to do that, there has to be a massive measure of respect and trust between the two partners involved in a DDLG relationship. What could that potentially lead to? Well, let's talk about that next. Another component of DDLG relationships is ownership. Um, it it's, may not be present in all because it's it's kind of a DS thing, ownership. Um, it's like a master-slave kind of a um, dynamic, ownership. But ownership is, um, you know, you, you can also think about it in many ways. Um, in, in a DDLG relationship, Ownership can look a lot like taking full responsibility for another person, right? That's how I look at ownership in our relationship. I mean, I don't, I'm not in a, a master slave relationship with baby girl, but it's really fucking close to what I've seen master slave relationships look like. You know, there's a surrender, someone who surrenders, and there's someone who is a caretaker and takes full responsibility. And in some ways, in DDLG, I'm going to call it ownership. I mean, it, it could also be possession. 
but you know, possession implies ownership. <laughs> you take possession of your, your little girls. I guess we don't, parents don't own their children, but they definitely have taken possession of them. They are their dependents, right? So that's another way you could frame ownership as dependency. You know, your little, when your little is in little mode, has regressed and is in her little safe space, she is dependent on you to care for her and keep her safe. I call that ownership in my dynamic. So ownership and dependence. That is something I think it's important to define together. It kind of goes back to the other segments about communication and honesty and knowing what you want, knowing how you feel, knowing what your ideas are, exploring the dark shadows, getting the unsaid out of the way, building trust and respect, and now being able to surrender yourself over to your daddy and let, let him take possession, become his dependent, become dependent upon him or her. Um, because that's something that you can experience that will deepen your DDLG. This um, fact, this, this aspect of surrendering yourself over to your uh, parental or alpha figure. And I think it's really important to define that together, what that's going to look like. And again, back to communication and honesty, trust and respect, you know, you have to define where the boundaries are. Like, am I going to tell you what to wear every day? Am, am I going to, you know, tell you what to eat every day? Am I going to tell you when you need to exercise? Are you going to have chores? I mean, there's a lot of components that could be at play here, or it could be just as simple as, please check in with me when you get home. Please check in with me when you're done with your work day. I want to know how your day went. I want you to tell me how you're feeling. I want to see if there's any opportunities for me to step in and take responsibility for my baby girl and make sure that she is taking good care of herself. And, and you know, when she's living her big girl life out there in the adult world, um, like my baby girl and I don't live together. So I want to make sure that when she's being a big girl out there in the adult world, that that, that little girl underneath is being nurtured and cared for. And, and at the very least that, you know, when, when my, when my baby girl's out there being a big girl, that she's also taking care of herself because I want her to thrive and I want her to be a successful and, um, you know, have, have positive momentum in her life so that when she wants to access her baby girl side and be her, be my precious little princess that she can, and that there's nothing in her way because I know how important and restorative that is for her. Just like your little girl is counting on you. There's some very important ways that you can take care of your little girl by taking possession of her and make and being, you know, knowing that she's dependent on you, not just when she's in her little space, but also there's an opportunity for you to do it when she's in her big girl space too, to make sure that she's doing the things she needs to do. Hey, did you like, you know, what's going on in your world today? What's on, what's on your list? How are you feeling? What are the obstacles? Tell me about them. Let's talk about them. Let's brainstorm. Let's talk about ideas. What are you doing for yourself tonight? Okay, tonight, tonight you can't get any time to yourself, but what about tomorrow? Look, it's important for you to get some time for yourself. I know how it's going to stress you out if you don't get some time for yourself. And then that's going to lead to you feeling like you're going to be removed from me and you're not going to be able to sink into our dynamic and I know how much you need that and I know how important that is to you and to me and to us 
So you have to, like, sweetheart, you have to take care of yourself. So tell me how you're going to do that. Accountability, you know, and we've talked about that in season one a lot, accountability. And I've also talked about ownership in season one. Because ownership, possession, dependency, and I'm not talking about codependent, like, I can't live without you. Oh, what time are you going to be home? I'm dying. No, I'm not talking about that. Not healthy. <laughs> I'm talking about dependency as in someone's depending upon you to, t- to help them and be there for them and like not let them run amok in their life down those, um, you know, destructive behaviors that they may have a tendency to like, didn't drink enough today, didn't eat. Oh, it's two o'clock and I haven't had any breakfast. I mean, come on. Daddy, step up your game. Take care of your big girl so that she can be a little girl when you need her. You know, it's uh, when she needs to be a little girl. You know, it's, it's very important to make sure that your girl is being taken care of at all times. And it's important to know that you're, you can count on your daddy to take care of you. And that comes through defining what this dependency, what this ownership looks like, what this care, this treatise of care that the two of you have scribed out of your relationship. What does it look like? She is yours and you need to act accordingly. And you are your daddies and you need to act accordingly. Well, what does that look like? What does that accordingly look like? Best thing is about that is you get to define it through being honest and communicating, and building trust and respect. Your little girl has accepted you fully for who you are. You need to act according to that. And the same with you. Your daddy has accepted you for who you are, and you need to act according to that. With trust and respect, knowing that you are fully accepted for who you are, and you are loved, and that Everything that your daddy does for you, hopefully, is done with good intent. That he or she or they know what's best for you. And they are counting on the fact that if it's not what's best for you, you're going to be honest and communicate with them. And hey, guess what that builds? Trust and respect. Because you can constantly redefine the boundaries of ownership, possession, dependency, whatever it is you call that special connection in which you give yourself to your daddy, in which you take possession of your little girl, in which you take responsibility for your little girl's well-being. And, you know, responsibility, ownership, possession, dependency, it's all kind of the same. And that's up to the two of you to determine together. And that's a huge component of the DDLG relationship, right? One person needs to be loved, nurtured, cared for, and supported, and the other person just has this drive and desire to care for, love, nurture, and support somebody else. I mean, yeah, the daddy needs to be loved, cared for, nurtured, and supported too, but it's different. It's a symbiotic relationship and how that works. One type of caring, nurturing, supporting feeds the other type of caring, nurturing, supporting. And round and round you go. Your dynamics are dovetailed together in lockstep. And as long as you're honest and you're communicating, you're building trust and respect that will keep those two hands locked together, those 10 fingers forever joined in daddy little girlness. But that takes a very important ingredient, and that comes to the next segment. 
In the last segment, we talked about the special ingredient that makes this all come together. And what is that special ingredient? Well, today on Cooking with Daddy, we reveal the special ingredient is none other than patience. Well, we've said that communication from a place of honesty builds trust and respect, and that takes time. That can lead to taking responsibility for possession of having your little girl be dependent upon you for love, care, nurturing, support, or perhaps even taking ownership of your little girl in those ways. And all those things can unfold, but it takes patience. It takes patience to communicate with each other. It takes patience to allow someone the time and space, which I kind of think is what patience is, to learn how to be honest with themselves so that they can be honest with you. I mean, it shouldn't take forever. This kind of stuff, like, I don't know. Well, I'm going to say I'm 48 years old and I'm pretty good at it, I think. (laughs) I think I'm pretty good at it. Um, I'm sure there's tons more areas that I'll learn that I wasn't as good as I thought, but compared to 20 years ago, I think I'm pretty good at it. But it takes, takes time. It takes time to get there. Patience is very important because in relationships like this, especially with DDLG, where one person is going back to like this place of childhood in their in their head, you know, and the other person is taking on this very important role of responsibility over this other person while they're regressing or while they're in that space. I mean, when I think of how vulnerable my baby girl is when she's in my arms and tears are rolling down her cheek. Just by virtue of being sunken deep into our dynamic, I can watch all of her big girl stresses and all of the weight that life presses onto her beautiful shoulders melting down her cheeks one tear at a time. And she's just letting herself go deeper and deeper and deeper. I mean, that's fucking priceless. That's beautiful. That's the pinnacle of human connection, in my opinion. And that's why I tattooed my daddiness on me the second that I realized that's what I was in this world was a daddy because I cannot imagine nor have in 48 years I've experienced any human to human connection on that level that's how intense DDLG can be but your partner who's going to that place is making themselves incredibly vulnerable to you do you know how much power you have over that person, how much they trust you, how much they respect you to give you that space inside of them, you have to treat that with the utmost care. And to get there and to maintain a relationship like this takes patience. DDLG takes patience. It's a process of discovery. It took us probably nine to 10 months to get as deep as we are now. In the past couple of months, we're at a year now. The past couple of, couple of months have just been like bobbing the depths. And, you know, every time we touch the bottom, we go down and the bottom's not there. It's deeper. Because we've built our relationship through communication and honesty. And that's built trust and respect And we really wrap our head around and define the boundaries of what ownership is so that we can 
foster trust and respect because if you don't create the boundaries around what the ownership and the dependence and the responsibility for your partners looks like and that flow of how that responsibility is going to flow between you. You know, if I all of a sudden start telling her, hey, what did you eat for breakfast today? You know, why'd you eat that shit? You know, you need to eat this. You're a bad girl. I'm going to punish you. You know, it's like, whoa, where'd the dynamic go all of a sudden? That's that's not what ownership, that's not what possession, that's not what like being a daddy, that's not the kind of daddy I need. You know, I don't need a babysitter. I just, I want someone who accepts me for who I am and the way I want to be treated. That takes a lot of communication and honesty and patience. It's a process of discovery because over time, your dynamic's going to shift and change as your little explores and discovers her little space and starts to like look around and, you know, kind of maybe even realize, um, maybe realize it for the first time like we are. But even if I can imagine if I was with a a new partner, I, I wouldn't know what their little space looked like. Right. And their little space might look completely different with me as a daddy. So if you're with a partner and you're developing a DDLG relationship with them, you know, I I would not hold out any expectation that it's going to look like or be a certain way because even if you know how they were in the past as a daddy from the outside looking in, that's not how they're going to be with you necessarily. So it takes patience to understand that process of discovery. Things will be learned about yourself and about your partner that are, that are not only like new to you because you're discovering that other person and they're discovering you, but they're also discovering how you are with them and how they are with you. And go back to the prior four segments about communication, honesty, trust, respect, and what ownership, dependence, or responsibility for another person, how much responsibility they want to give over to you and how much responsibility of them you're willing to take on. All that shit needs to be defined. Those are all components of what it is to be a daddy for your little girl. You have to let it unfold. There are times when you have to just let the dynamic unfold. It's like, okay, I have no idea how this is going to go. We, I, I know this is how it went last time, but I don't know how it's going to go this time. You just have to let it unfold. You can't make assumptions about mm, how things are going to be every single minute of every single day through every, um, you know, experience that you have in your relationship. You can't make assumptions. You have to have patience to let things unfold and flow and ebb and change. There has to be flexibility and that comes through patience. You have to give your, your little girl space to figure out what's going on for her and trust in your communication. And it goes the other way too. You know, being a daddy is a huge responsibility and you have to give him space to figure out what's going on for him in being responsible for you. You know, he's going to fuck up, but you have to have that communication, that honesty, that trust and respect to know that you can go to each other and talk about those things and redefine boundaries if necessary. All of that stuff, the communication, the honesty, trust, respect, and defining boundaries, that all takes patience. It's going to take time. And if you're not getting what you need, you have to be responsible and ask for it. But understand that you may get a no or a not now. 
You know, there have been times in our relationship where Baby Girl and I have explored certain aspects of DS, um, particularly around role play and consensual non-consent that we have had to say, okay, um, that was that was an experience. And I um, not and, and I don't I don't really think that we probably will come back to it. Yes, we will come back to it, but I think not now. That's not something I want to explore right now. And you have to be honest. You have to be on the same page about those things. And and the same with being down into little space. You know, if if you're in little space and and something is going a certain way, you have to be patient with your daddy to understand that this is an exploration that you're on together. It's a journey you're on together. And you have to ask for what you need, but you also have to leave room for if your daddy says, well, no, I'm not really comfortable with that, or no, not now. I'm not really comfortable with that right now, but I might be able to work my way into it. You know, it's kind of like soft limits. Hard limits, if you think of it that way, soft limits, hard limits, then it makes it very easy to be patient, right? I know when we first meet somebody, we read their profile and we're like, well, here's my BDSM test and I'm 100% this and 99% that and 85% that and 12% that and 6% that. And by the way, you know, these are my hard limits and my soft limits. And here's my list of a thousand and, you know, five fetishes. It doesn't mean I want to do them all with you, by the way. Um, Well, hey, you know, I assume that right off the bat because hello, consent. But my point is, is that... um, what was my point again? <laughs> you might get a no or a not now. And it's very easy to take in the beginning because we we all start out assuming like, hey, this girl, this person's a complete stranger to me, you know. Uh, you know, they 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 may have hard limits and soft limits. And guess what? By being with me, some of those hard limits might become soft limits, some of those soft limits might become kinks. But when you're in the journey, right, when you're invested in the relationship, when it's been like a year or two years and you run up against a soft limit or you run up against a hard limit or maybe it's a soft limit that was a fetish or a kink in your relationship that's turned into a soft limit or maybe it's a soft limit that's turned into a hard limit. You have to be patient with your partner on their journey and with each other and know that it's an evolution And that there's always an opportunity and there's always something to discover through communication, through honesty, to build trust and respect and to explore what it is for your baby girl to allow herself to be dependent upon you and for you to take possession of her and take ownership of her, to take care of her. And all of this, this all takes patience. And these are the first five components on a journey of what it is being a daddy for your little girl. And there's there's a lot more, all right? I'm going to do five more in the next episode, but there's a lot more than these 10 components that I'm pulling out of my ass to talk about um, on, on my podcast because these are the ones that have kind of run central to my relationship with baby girl that I feel are really important components in what it takes to be a daddy. Things that you can really think about and how you're enabling, um, how you're, um, what's the word, applying them in your relationship uh, with with your little girl and, and, and with your daddy. You know, it's important to talk about things. It's important to be honest with yourself so that you can be honest with your partner. It's important to allow trust and respect to build, and that takes patience, but it's going to lead to defining your dynamic and creating your boundaries around what it is to be a little girl and allow your daddy to take 
care of you and what it is to be a daddy and accept your little girl and and make that promise to take good care of her. So that's all for this episode. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, you have something you want to add, or if you want to come on a podcast and talk with Daddy about your experiences, just email me at daddy underscore af at comcast.net, and I will most likely, in true Virgo fashion, get back to you in about 30 seconds after reading your message. (laughs) Thanks for joining me down the bunny hole, and um, I guess we'll talk again soon, or I will talk at you again soon on Daddy as Fuck.